Mark Santiago here, and welcome to the Empowered AF Podcast, where each episode we share powerful strategies to help you communicate, act, and lead like an empowered man. Thanks for joining me. All right, all right, all right. We're live with our Ask Mark Anything. It actually, AMA, if you don't know this, AMA stands for Ask Me Anything, and we are live. But because it's AMA, I can call it Ask Mark Anything. Now, I hope you guys are liking this format. It's actually been kind of interesting to watch in terms of the podcast downloads. And, you know, obviously I can riff about any topic. Um, and I love talking about all the things that that we talk about here. But but I, I've been really enjoying doing these Ask Me Anythings. It kind of changes up the flavor now, I've always got information. I've always got content. I've always got things that I like to talk about and chat about. But to me, it's always better if I can answer your questions, if I can give you content that's valuable for right now and what you're dealing with and what you're struggling with. So so that's why we've been doing this the last couple of months. And it's been it's been really good for a lot of guys. Excuse the hair. I have to go get a haircut tomorrow. So it's a bit crazy, a bit all over the place. But we're going to get into today's AMA. And uh, I'm going to do my best here. I've got it on my, my iPad next to me. I'm going to do my best to keep the sound next to my mouth here, and we'll get started. All right, so the first question is how do – oh, you know what? I should probably give you guys a personal update. Uh, many of you know, many of you may not know, but I just got remarried uh, October 23rd in Huntington Beach, California. That was amazing. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, my wife and I really enjoyed, uh, we had a very small intimate wedding literally on the beach. It was awesome. Um, we were blessed with that opportunity, partly because of COVID. <laughs> um, we were able to get actually a really good deal on the hotel venue that, that hosted us. And, uh, and then we spent a week in Maui, Hawaii, uh, Maui, Hawaii, Maui in the Hawaiian islands. And it was, it was phenomenal. It was amazing. Um, we, every day we got up and literally just laid on the beach. We had some expensive ass breakfast and, uh, laid on the beach and, you know, did some, did some sitting in the ocean and, 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 uh, in the pool and just really connected. Um, you know, for those of you who are still in connection with your wife, um, it's not a bad thing to spend time with her and quality time with her and just not even really necessarily talking, but just being with her, being present with her. And so, you know, for us, obviously that was our honeymoon. It was, it was an amazing experience. I loved it. Um, got some great photos of, of the sunsets and the sunsets there are amazing. Um, did some snorkeling. Uh, it was an amazing week. So I think I still have somewhat of my tan left, even though I'm already brown, I'd gotten pretty, pretty tan when I was out there can't really see in the camera here whether or not I do have that tan still, but it, it was awesome. It was a fun experience. Um, so if you're thinking about going, um, you should go. It's a, it's a great place. Um, not getting paid by the, the County of Maui to, to talk about it, but we really enjoyed it. All right. So let's get into our questions for the ask me anything. All right. Number one, how do I verify without talking to my wife that she is respecting my boundary of not contacting her affair partner? Now, this is a loaded, loaded question. Uh, and the reason I say loaded is because it really depends. And a lot of these questions, I'm always going to say it really depends. And this is because I don't want to give bad advice. Uh, nothing irks me more than somebody giving advice without having any context. So what I want to do for you, and this is what I do for everyone, is give you a framework to think through this question. 
So the first question I have is thinking through, you know, this scenario, um, where is your wife in all of this? Has she said, I don't want to be with this affair partner anymore? Has she said that I want to work on myself? Are you guys in marriage counseling? Are you in marriage therapy? Because you can set a boundary for someone, but they don't have to honor that boundary, right? So what this sounds like to me is a little bit more about control than it is boundaries. Um, boundaries are for you and for the other person. But if it's really a boundary for her, then it's really something that's being agreed upon. Okay. So if you were to say, my wife and I came to the conclusion that she no longer want, or my wife came to the conclusion she no longer wants to be in an affair. And so therefore she has decided to end the affair and the boundary she created was not contacting that person. So it's really her boundary, not your boundary. Your boundary has more to do with your own self and what you can control because you can't control whether or not she's contacting this guy. That's not really a boundary that's control. So you can say to her, it's not okay for you to do this, but that's all you can do. Now, the consequence could be if you continue this affair, then I'm going to speak with an attorney and file, you know, file for a divorce. Or you could say, if you are going to do this, then I'm not going to stay in this marriage. Um, you know, whatever it is, but you have to have those consequences around it. If she's agreed to it, that's a, you know, it's a different story than just her kind of going, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to lose you. So I'm coming back just to like, you know, assuage that. And so you're still not trusting her. You're still not really sure because you don't know where she actually stands. That's really what this question is about. You're really asking, I, you're really saying, I look, I don't know where my wife actually stands and I don't know if I can trust her. So the first thing is just being honest with yourself about what you're actually trying to do and what ego you're trying to protect, because realistically, you are just trying to protect your ego here. And, and that is that you cannot imagine her with another human being that is not you. You feel totally emasculated in this situation. You feel like another man has control and power over you by taking your wife, who is your possession. Um, every man that has been cheated on feels this way, feels like how dare some other man take possession of my wife physically, emotionally, et cetera. And so really you've got to come to grips with what you're actually saying and what you're actually asking here, because this is about your ego more than it is about anything. This isn't about her. This is about you for your sake. You have to ask yourself, am I prepared to be in a marriage or a relationship with someone right now who is not showing remorse or who is not fully backed off the other person? If that's the case, this question is moot, right? This is a moot question. And that's kind of the point I'm trying to get to is that for her to respect your boundary, it's, this isn't really a boundary. Like your, your control is coming, is coming into play. Now, look, covenant is covenant or, you know, in terms of the marriage contract is the marriage contract, um, which, you know, till death do us part, you know, that I'm not going to be with somebody else, all those things like that's the expectation that comes with marriage. So I'm not faulting you. Or I'm not trying to shame you or say you're wrong in having that thought or that feeling, but I want to look at how we're actually bringing about. So if I was bringing about, I'm looking at, is she in this in the headspace of she doesn't want to be in this marriage anymore? Therefore, she's created the boundary because if she creates the boundary, guess what? It's way more powerful than you creating the boundary, right? Because if you're doing it, it's more about you controlling her, telling her again what she can and cannot do. And which would you rather have someone who loves you because they love you or someone who loves you because you make them love you? right? If she was in this relationship and you told her she can't do this anymore and you gave her an ultimatum, then guess what happens? She resents you, 
she deep down does not love you. She deep down hates the fact that you put her in this position because you represent more to her than the affair does in the sense of safety, in the sense of longevity and all of those things where then the affair just becomes, um, uh, it becomes that forbidden fruit, if you will. And so by putting her in that position, you're putting her in a position of ultimatum. So I want to make sure that you actually have spoken to her about this. And this is her boundary, not yours. Your boundary is really about you in the sense that for if she decides that she wants to see this person, that's not okay with you. And you're going to deal with it. However you deal, you're going to deal with it in a healthy way. And that healthy way looks like, okay, if you decide you want to have this affair, I'm not okay with that. And I am going to file for divorce, or I'm going to find a new place to live, or I'm going to ask you to move out, or I'm going to do something else. I'm not going to hold it over your head and shame you because you're still contacting him. I say that again, because it fucking hurts. Um, this is not coming from a place. This is not coming from a place of not understanding. I understand what exactly what this feels like. And I tried to make this type of, uh, you know, boundary, if you will, for, for my ex-wife and, and putting that boundary in play. Um, but it wasn't a boundary. It was really about control for my own ego's sake. So if you're making the boundary for you, the boundary should be more about, um, I am not okay with my wife having an affair partner. Therefore, if she continues to contact him, I will do X, Y, Z. The way you, you know, created this question, you know, contacting her affair partner, you're basically on a sleuth, like on a sleuth hunt, you know, trying to figure out if she, is she still talking to him? Is she going to like, all of that comes from a place of mistrust because you guys aren't communicating. That's literally what it comes from. And the fact that you haven't dealt with your actual pain around this. This is not something that you want to just do. You don't want to ignore this pain because that's the external pain that you are allowing to control you and not dealing with the internal pain of what this is reflecting upon you. Remember, external pain is the situation happening to you. Internal pain is how you are processing, how you're showing up and what it reminds you of generally from childhood, rejection, abandonment, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Next question. Is it possible to date someone in the midst of your transformation and to be successful? Uh, again, another loaded question because I don't know your actual situation and where you're at, but the fact that you're asking tells me that you feel probably some sort of guilt and you're looking for permission. Now, the permission you're looking for is I'm not sure what. Um, and I understand this permission because in the midst of my divorce, I also started dating. And I would say that I started dating probably a little early. Um, and most guys usually do. Now, the danger in that is that if you are not aware and you are not honest with the people you are dating, you will cause more damage than if you don't. What I generally recommend, and I say generally because I don't know your situation, Kyle, what I generally recommend is you give yourself as much space and time as possible, that you don't rush into another relationship. Now, if you go, man, I just want to have fun. I just want to, you know, hook up or I want to do whatever. I just want to just want to be around other people. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with doing those things. Um, you know, if, if we're taking all you know, religious things out of it, we're taking whatever out of it. And we're just looking at the fact that you just want to hang out with other women. There's nothing wrong with that idea. The problem gets to be when you get attached, the problem gets to be when you start having sex, the problem gets to be when you start like having a relationship with someone when you haven't fully healed from the last one, 
what I always say is divorce, when you're going through a divorce, it's almost like you've cut off an arm and you are bleeding everywhere. And if you don't stop that bleeding and let that arm heal, you're going to bleed on the next person. And too many men do this. And so we've got guys in our program, in our Thrive program specifically, where they've been married two and three times. And they're now going through it again. Why? Because they didn't fully heal from their last marriage. And therefore, they take the same issues, the same problems into their next relationship. And guys, I'm telling you, that's damaging. It's damaging to you. It's damaging to your kids. And it's damaging to the next woman that you bring into your life. So I get that you're thinking with your penis head and, uh, you know, I understand that I've got one, but it's dangerous for you to think that, well, you know, I'm in the midst of this. And so therefore I should just go and do this and all these things and not think about the actual context of what you, what problems you could be bringing forward in our, one of the leadership parts of what we train and thrive. We, we teach this concept called second and third order consequence. And it's a, it's really a business leadership discussion, but it applies here as well, where there is a, there is a first order consequence, which is you're going to feel good because you're dating. But the second order consequence is that you possibly could blow up that relationship because you're not healed. The third order consequence is that now you're back into the same place of grieving now two relationships because you never dealt with your marriage. And now you're dealing with the breakup of a girlfriend that you had because you were not fully healed. And therefore you brought the damage of that relationship into your second relationship. So I always recommend that you are aware of your heart, you are aware of where you stand, you are aware of what's actually happening, and you communicate to that person. So if you're like, hey, I just want to go hang out, I don't want anything serious, then you need to be upfront and you need to tell whoever it is that you're dating, hey, I'm not here for a relationship, I just want to have fun, I'm not looking to see where this goes. I literally just want to have fun on Friday and Saturday night. I want to have somebody I can just go out with and have fun um, and not have to be in a relationship with, not have to answer to where I'm at, what I'm doing. And some women are not okay with that and other women are okay with it, right? But at least if you're honest about it, you're going to have a chance to be healthy in the way it's approached. Now, I guarantee you that some of those women are eventually going to be like, hey, uh, are we committed or not? And you'll have to make that decision of whether or not you are ready to do that. But if you haven't done the work and you have not done the healing journey, like the things we do in Thrive, you are 100% not ready to be in a relationship. So while dating is possible and, and getting your transformation, all those things are possible. But here's the, here's the likelihood of this. It's very slim to none. And the reason I say that is because most often men are just looking for a distraction to keep them away from the pain instead of leaning into the pain. And so if you're just looking for someone to distract you, to assuage you while you're going through this divorce or while you're going through this breakup, it's, it's really helping you not deal with the pain. So the real question is, do you want to lean in fully and get through this quicker or do you want to be distracted and take longer for your healing journey to happen? That's what this really comes back to. And whether or not you hit that or not, that's up to you. All right, let's go to the next question. When your wife gives you very little in return, stop saying please and thanks, expects you to do everything for her, then on the flip side is typically one, two hours late on date nights, doesn't call to say she'll be running late. What do you do as a man? I'm trying to stay away from the she button. How do I me button communicate to her? Let her know that's unacceptable. All right, 
So there, this is like, again, another like three part question here. What I hear in this is that you feel disrespected, that she's not saying please and thank you. You feel like she's expecting you to do everything for her. And you also feel disrespected that she does not value your time. So all of those things can be communicated. All those things can be communicated to your wife simply by sharing those thoughts. Honey, I'd like to speak to you. I've noticed some things going on, a pattern of things going on that I want to be honest with and address. I feel this. I feel disrespected when we're having date night and you show up one to two hours late. The story I'm telling myself is that you expect me to do everything for you, but I get nothing in return. And I've also observed and feel that there's a lack of gratitude for the things I do do for you. Now, however she responds to that or however she hears that or however she feels that, it's on her. So the me button is just literally owning how you speak to her. It's what we call a power triangle where it's like, hey, these are things that you've noticed that you want to bring to her attention. And what you're doing is literally putting in her shoes. You're putting in her part of the court, if you will, right? But if you expect her to hear that and then change automatically, you're going to be in for a surprise because there's a possibility that she doesn't accept it. There's going to be a possibility that she gets defensive. There's going to be a possibility that she doesn't want to own it. And all of those things, depending upon her guilt level, et cetera. And if that's the case, you're going to be in trouble with how you respond. So if it were me, I would let her in on those things. And if her response is kind of miffy, like, oh, whatever, or I don't do that, just defensive, then a greater discussion needs to be happening. Because that greater discussion is, you know, it feels to me that we're not in the same place in regards to our marriage. And it, you know, where do you see our marriage? Let's just have an open discussion. Where do you see our marriage? Where do you see the future of our marriage? What is happening in our relationship? I'd like to get your perspective. I have my perspective, but I want to hear your perspective because your perspective is valuable to me. Women want to feel heard and seen. They want to feel seen and heard, understood, right? And if a woman doesn't feel heard and understood, then she's going to not want to communicate with you. If she doesn't feel like you're a safe place, she's not going to open up to you. Uh, the things that you're telling me here in this um, thing here, Jeremy, these are concerning. These are very concerning, in my opinion. Um, there's a lack of respect here. So I would encourage you to have an open communication with her, an open dialogue. Say, I have some things I want to share with you and would love to get your thoughts on. And just your tone just needs to be very even, very safe, very calming. If you come at it from, you know, I, I'm just so irritated because you're always late on date nights and you don't respect me and and this and that and and just you start getting fired up or you just get defensive and, and all these things. And even if you don't get fired up, but you're just like, yeah, I don't you, you don't respect me. And I, you know, and when you do this, I, I don't think you love me and, and whatever it is you're feeling right. It's easy to go there very fast. So protect that because you're protecting her heart and your heart when you do this. A lot of you guys are blowing up marriages that don't need to be blown up. Like you're letting the little foxes spoil the vine. And by doing this and applying this type of conversational technique, um, what we call the power triangle, it allows you to be in a healthy place with her. So if I were you, I would go practice that in the mirror, say those things out loud a few times, get comfortable uh, with saying those things. 
and then bring it up to her and say, Hey, can we talk tonight? Hey, I'm noticing some things happening in our relationship that I want to address. There's a few things here that I'd like to communicate with you about and get your perspective and feedback on. Like, see how like that just like takes down the walls and doesn't feel like you're trying to do something to hurt her or, or make her feel a certain way or any of those things that it's just literally you being honest because women crave that they want to know what you think and feel. They want to know where you're at, but a lot of times guys just, I don't know, I don't, you know, I'm just, I'm okay. Yeah, sure. Well, it's fine. Everything's good. Everything's good. I love you. Yeah, we're good. And in reality, they're like, they feel like little boys inside and they don't know how to respond. They don't know how to communicate the fact that they feel like their, their feelings are hurt. Hey, when you did that, when you showed up an hour or two late and didn't say anything, it really hurt my feelings. Now for men that feels so fucking weak, but it's not weak. It's strength. It's strength to the wife because she then feels valued that you would humble yourself and be honest and vulnerable with her because that vulnerability is what leads to intimacy. It leads to connection. I am telling you men that you have to be vulnerable with your wives. Now, this is for, this is high level, right? For those of you who are in situations where your wife is not a safe place, that means she has said, I'm out of the marriage. That means she's actively cheating. That means she says she wants a divorce. That means there's an attorney in, involved in the situation. Do not have those conversations with her. She will bite your fucking head off. Okay. So when I'm talking to Jeremy, it's because I know his situation a little more and I know that he should be able to have this conversation with her and she should be a safe place. So um, they're actively living together, things like that. So in your situation, if that is not the case, then don't have that conversation that way. Um, you may need to reach out to our team to guide you a little bit more on how to have that conversation. All right, let me move on to the next one. I'm currently three months into separation. We live in the same small town. I was trying to see her as much as possible. Oh, this is a long one. Held it off. It made me feel like I was doing a job. That's what she saw. She has a new job working towards getting accepted in nursing school. Nobody else in the equation right now. Trying to just a very little contact on asking. Trying to be an asshole. Is this the correct approach? Hang out anymore, but also not trying to be an asshole. She told me she still has strong physical attraction, but doesn't feel the same emotional connection we used to have. Any advice is welcome. All right. So this is Matthew Gray. So Matt, it sounds like your wife is in that. Um, we yeah, Sometimes we refer to this as midlife crisis type situation where, you know, she's trying to figure out who she is. She's trying to find herself again, her identity, all that stuff. And you're, it sounds like you're setting a boundary. I just want to make sure I read that right. Towards getting accepted. Nobody else in the equation right now. I'm trying to just much get a little contact, not asking to hang out anymore, but also trying not to be an asshole. Yeah, I love this. Um, I think I think by you not hanging out anymore is probably a good thing. Um, what this is gonna do is create a vacuum. We call this neutral woman uh concept where basically you're leaning out so that she leans in. The problem is a lot of you guys fuck it up when that happens. Um, you don't want to you don't want to do that. Um, what you want to do is essentially lean out. So where you're like, Hey, I'm not going to tell you, I love you. I'm not going to call you anymore. I'm not going to do those things right now. I'm going to talk to you about the kids and finances and logistics, things of that nature. I may check in every now and again, I may just, Hey, how are you doing? How you, you know, how's things holding up? How's the job? You know, just kind of keep it casual, like a friend, right? You want a friend zoner basically. Okay. Those, some of you guys know how to do that. So by friend zoning her, essentially, what we call neutral woman, you're neutralizing the power that she has over you. So you're not being an asshole. You're just creating a boundary for yourself. Um, and by doing that, a lot of times they'll lean back in. She said she saw a strong physical connection, but doesn't have the same emotional connection. Okay. 
that emotional connection will come through talking, will come through listening. Not hanging out anymore is probably a good idea for now while she's trying to figure out what she wants. Unfortunately, there's there's two ways you can go about this. One, you can force your way into hanging out with her and really trying to like create this emotional connection stuff. Um, but the fact that you guys are separated, she has to be on the same page with you. Like you guys both would have to come to the conclusion that, hey, we're not ready to give up on this marriage. And in doing that, what we want to do is, um, you know, try to communicate, try to spend some time together. And, you know, maybe like we meet up once a week. Um, we don't do anything romantic, right? You don't go to dinner in a fancy restaurant or something like that. Maybe you meet for coffee and you decide to meet for coffee once a week or twice a week. And your discussions aren't about the relationship. It's just about you. Um, maybe you look for something to do, you know, something fun, right? Like, um, Hey, let's, let's go bowling. You know, let's do something maybe that we haven't done in, in a while or, or whatever. Um, those are the things that lead back to emotional intimacy, emotional connection. The other thing is vulnerability, right? Just having coffee with her and being vulnerable about what you're learning and what you're feeling during this time. It's like, you know, this has been the hardest thing for me ever, but it's been so like I've grown so much through this, you know, I've decided to, you know, I joined this empowered man group and started really working on myself. And I didn't even know the things that I was lacking. And it's not that you want to thank her for doing this. Cause obviously this is not a thankful situation, but going through these the separations and divorces can be some of the most transformative experiences a man can ever have. Why? Because we're finally in a place of deep pain that we will actually do something because most men don't want to do shit. They don't move. They don't, they don't do anything until they're in deep pain. That's why when we advertise, we advertise to the guy who's already in the midst of his shit. I, I would love to get you guys before you get to this place, but none of you will pay attention. Cause you're like, Oh no, I'm, I'm good. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Everything's fine. Yeah. Our marriage is fine. You know, meanwhile, she doesn't talk to you. You don't talk to her. You guys hardly ever see each other. There are no date nights. There's no intimacy. Sex sucks. You have sex. If you're lucky once a month, you know, all this stuff is happening. And then you're like, Oh shit, she wants a divorce. I wonder why, or she's having an affair. I wonder why, because you weren't loving her. You weren't emotionally connecting with her. You weren't doing the things that you knew to do. And so now you're finally ready to get your shit together because it means you might lose something. So that's why we always tell guys, Hey, don't tell her you are changing or you're going to change or whatever. Let her see the fruit of your labor. Let her eat from the fruit of your tree, if you will. Right. The more she sees that and you can communicate about it, but I'm not saying like go and tell her, Oh yeah, I had this, you know, I had this uh, empathetic moment with a coworker today, you know, like bragging about it, but you can share with her. I'm really, you know, learning some things about myself that I didn't know. For example, I'm, I'm really a bad listener and, and I definitely did not do a good job listening to you. And she's going to be like, yes, damn straight. Right. That kind of stuff opens her up. Now I'm not saying go into that and start apologizing and all that. It's not the time for apology right now. Okay. Apologies don't mean shit. Usually when you first separate, they don't saying, I'm sorry, doesn't mean shit to your wife. What she needs to know is that you are owning your shit, that you are owning the things that you did and owning. It doesn't look like an apology. Owning it looks like being a leader and, and looks like taking responsibility for what you did 
and moving forward, changing your actions, changing your behaviors, moving into a higher level of yourself. All right, that's all I got for this one. I've got one last question I want to fit in before I end today. Wife and I are separating, living together for a couple months, I'm getting her 100% face. Some days she talks to me, hugs, other days, no affection. Am I doing the right thing by not giving her a hug before work every morning? I do not engage unless she engages. Uh, so it looks like with that, so again, it's another neutral woman type question, uh, Dennis, it looks like. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. You know, like not hugging her, not not doing those things. I'm making the proper adjustment decision. I want to push her further away. I mean, it just it's just communicating to her. Again, like you don't have to just like go cold turkey on her neck like a neck, you know, like you're dead or something. Uh, you, you just want to you, you just be honest and be like, honey, I've, I've heard your desire to, to not be married and, and to be separated. Um, so I'm not going to engage in, I'm not going to, um, I am not going to, um, what's the word I'm looking for, you know, like, uh, (laughs) move forward in it, not move forward, initiate. There we go. Whoo. Brain was a little slow there. Uh, this is what happens at 42, I guess. Uh, I am not going to initiate all that and low sleep scores. I've been getting shitty sleep recently. Um, I'm not going to initiate physical connection with you, um, you know, but you're welcome to, you are welcome to initiate. If you feel like you want to hug me, um, I'll reciprocate, but I'm not going to initiate. And I'm also not going to initiate. And I love yous and, and all those things because I want to respect your boundaries. You know, you've said to me that you don't feel like we are good partners anymore in terms of uh, romance. And so I'm going to respect your boundaries. I mean, guys, just saying I'm going to respect your boundaries is like, pretty hot to a woman because they're so used to you groping and clinging and wanting sex and wanting them to, you know, give you affection and give you a blow job and fuck you and all this stuff. And like, they're tired of that shit. They are tired of that shit. They want to know that you are there for them, regardless of whether or not they have boobies or not. They want to know that you're there for them because you love them. And that love is unconditional. And I know that's hard to accept and it's hard to understand, but you can't understand that with your penis. Got to understand it with your heart. Okay. And so what that looks like is backing off and being, being emotionally present and saying, Hey, I love you, but I'm going to respect your boundaries. You've said that you don't want to be married to me. So I'm not going to initiate these types of things. And by doing that, you draw them back in generally, not all the time. There are times where you will draw them back in because they'll see, Oh my gosh, you know, like he's actually respecting this and he's giving me the space I need to process what's going on. And therefore you become an attractive option. You become the most unattractive option when you start demanding that she be married to you. When you start demanding, you start using the Bible, you start using whatever things. What about our covenant? What about this? What about that? You, that is when you become super unattractive, little bitch, uh, Mr. Ego, Mr. Narcissist, all those things because you're not respecting her boundaries. Looks like I've got one last question. Let me see. How do I approach the situation when I'm not in a safe place? I might use emotion to keep me stagnant. That's her backup plan. Um, I mean, David, you know, when you have that type of situation, essentially what you need to do is be very upfront and say, Hey, I'm not a safe place for you. And I cannot give you the emotional uh, intimacy that you're looking for right now. If you have things that you want to share about what's going on with your life, it's probably better to talk to one of your friends. And if you're afraid that she's going to talk to her fair partner, guess what? She probably is going to talk to a fair partner. Or if you're afraid that she's going to do whatever, and and I'm assuming that's what's going on in your situation, just based on the way this question is, is, is uh, worded. Um, I don't know if she's having an affair or not, but if that's your concern it's probably going to happen anyway. So 
whether she's talking to you and him at the same time or she's trying to fuck you and fuck him at the same time that does happen um trust me it does happen um so in this in this situation i think you just need again just be honest guys i i think that's the thread of today's be fucking honest be honest with yourself be honest with what you're feeling what you're going through stop trying to play a game with her with yourself and be honest with who you are be honest with what you're feeling but don't take it out on her. Don't take your anger out on her. Don't scream at her. Don't yell at her. Don't don't break down and sob like a little baby in front of her. None of those things are going to convince her that you're the man she needs to be with. I'm not saying you can't be emotionally vulnerable with your wife, but when she's not in a safe place, when she's not in a safe space, that is not the time to break down and start sobbing in front of her. That is not the time to start yelling at her. And it's definitely not the time to start being stoic with her either. The time is to be just emotionally secure. And that emotional security looks like, I'm going to be honest, I'm not feeling very good around you right now. So therefore, I cannot engage in these types of discussions. I would love to, but I'm not in a place to do that with you right now. So I would ask that you please respect that. That's you setting a boundary. It's okay. Men are allowed to set boundaries. I know it's a weird thing. Men think boundaries are control and like, well, I'm, I'm controlling, you know, this situation or like, that's what you do is you usually control instead of set boundaries. Like you can't talk to this person. You can't talk to this man. You can't go out. You can't do this, blah, blah, blah. That's all control. That's not boundaries. The boundaries for yourself are, I'm not going to be um, that emotional safe place for you right now, because the season we're in is dangerous for me. And I don't want to give you bad advice, or I don't want to tell you things that are through my lens because I'm very hurt and I'm very emotionally compromised. Like guys, it's so freeing to be able to say those types of things. All right. Got to go. Hope this was a good one for you. I'll see you on the flip side. Hey, this is Mark Santiago, CEO and founder of Empowered Man. I want to thank you for listening to today's podcast. However, before you go, I want to give you a special invitation. Now, listen, we've got a program that is designed specifically for men who are hurting right now, who are on the verge potentially of divorce, who are facing potential separation or already separated, and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with cheating. They're dealing with all kinds of shit. If that's you, I want to challenge you to take the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. That's right, the Empowered Man 30-Day Challenge. You can go to emchallenge.com right now and sign up for the 30-Day Challenge. Here's why I think you should do that. If you're hurting, you need to understand why you're hurting. You need to understand what is actually going on. In week one of the challenge, we are gonna actually rip off that Band-Aid a little bit and coach you through that process. And then we continue to do that process all the way to the point where you start to make decisions that are empowered instead of disempowered. I don't know about you, but I would much, much, much rather make decisions from a place of strength than a place of weakness. So if you're facing decisions, if you're facing this anxiety, what do I do? How do I respond when my wife is being toxic? I don't know what to do. My wife is cheating on me. I don't know what to do. My wife doesn't love me. I don't know what to do. We are going to help you find those answers within. Now look, this 30 day challenge is probably unlike any other you've been a part of. Why? Because not only do we have daily assignments happening in the program every single day, but you also get live group coaching calls. I said live group coaching calls with myself and my lead coach. That's right, I am a part of this. It's not just some other people doing it. I am there live with you every single week call that we are on. Third part of that is you're gonna have a community of other guys that are going through exactly what you are going through. And the best part of this, this isn't even a fraction 
of the price we could charge for it. In fact, at some point we may raise the price, but right now it is at a bargain. So go to emchallenge.com, emchallenge.com to take the Empowered Man 30 Day Challenge, and I will see you on the inside.